0: Hey, it's your girl, Lizzie, and it's time to get to work. So on this podcast, we'll discuss motivating yourself, staying accountable to your goals and evaluating your growth. Everyone gets down sometimes, but this podcast should inspire you to get up, get to work, get moving and most definitely get your coins. In this week's episode, we're discussing how I went from car repossession, giving up on myself, being depressed, losing all of my hair, to bouncing back, getting up and getting to work, and making 1.1k within one week. That's the goal. That's the tempo. And that's the pace. Enjoy this podcast featured on Clubhouse with a special Q&A that follows. Let's get into it because I don't like when um, people make... A lot of people wait in for them to start their topic. So my topic is how I made $1.1K in a week and the work challenge. But I also want to take you on a journey of um, what happened. And so for those of you that have looked at my description of this room on Clubhouse, it is describing the fact that I ended 2020 with a car repossession and $18 in my account. (laughs) So if we go along the journey, I um, started the year 2020 with being a full-time hairstylist. I was in the room probably on the salon floor 50 hours a week, most days, most weeks, most times, and I was climbing up the ladder at the place that I was working at, um, and I went on vacation to Las Vegas for the month of March. It's my birthday month and I was in Vegas and the pandemic hit and Vegas was being shut down while I was there. Crazy, right? Um, I was like, okay, so I'm scared. I need to drive back home. (laughs) And I drove back home to find out that I no longer had a job because in California, our governor decided that we were not going to be able to service people anymore anymore. So I was not prepared. I'm like I said, I'm going to be very, very transparent in this talk. I was not prepared. I didn't have that much savings. Um, I had a few accounts that I couldn't touch without penalties as far as money. So I didn't know what I was going to do to pay just even my regular day to day bills um, past a month. So one of the things that I did was talk to my car company and they had a program where you could delay payments. Um, I didn't actually, and I'm gonna be talking about a lot of mistakes that I made as well. Um, I didn't actually make sure because I did it over the phone and it was electronic payments. I didn't make sure that I um, knew when those next payments were gonna be coming, the delayed payments, right? So they said you could do two months and I needed it. I needed March and April to not be a thing so that I could recover or figure out what I was gonna do or get unemployment well I found out later that those payments were gonna come up a little bit quicker than I expected so I had to pivot um, I could no longer be doing hair so I pivoted my business back to being solely online which I had kind of taken a break from to be honest because I was consumed with being a colorist and I didn't really think about my YouTube channel although I am a grandfathered in youtuber um and what that means is before they made the system of, that they have now with watch hours um my channel functions off of the older videos that i have that are over 15k views so i get a small check from youtube but it's nothing really to write home about <laughs> so i started making more videos for um, content creators because it's my passion. I started making videos for creatives. I started talking about creative depression. And then I went live with a few friends. Every couple of nights a week, people would donate money to us for helping them with their business or their life. Um, Sometimes we would prophesy. And so I just started to see a lot more donations coming in for what I was building and doing. Um, And that's what I was doing all the way up until around September. Now, when September hit, I um, realized that my car company was now sending me notices that they were doubling up my payments for the next two months. And I was going to have to pay um, doubled my regular note. And that would put me at that point four months behind. Um, So that was crazy to me, because I was not expecting for that to be the case. I was not expecting for there to be double payments, and I was speedily trying to garner funds to be able to even just pay the one note, right? Because um, I did not have a consistent way that people were paying me for the content I was producing. It was just solely based on more so donations and one-on-one consultations that I was doing. So I consult church planters and ministry, uh, itinerant ministers, people like that. Often, And they were just paying me, you know, $180 here, which is my rate for an hour of creative consultation for them. Uh, I do assimilation consultations for them as well, how to get, welcome people into your ministry and get them assimilated into the body of Christ, that type of thing. So I had some of that going on, and then I took on a project with another individual. Now, this individual I didn't, I trusted, I didn't have a direct contract with them about when they were going to pay me or how they were going to pay me, right? I just did the project with them. And guess what? They never paid me. (laughs) Um, It was very disappointing. It also caused a lot of stress. And so if you've been watching my channel, I also... Uh, lost all of my hair, it was falling out, so I just had to shave the rest of it off because at this point, I felt like, where is my money? What is happening? I'm working for free or I'm doing consultations or I'm putting things out there and then people are not following through with me, but also I wasn't communicating my value and I wasn't making sure that my invoices were going to be paid based on the timidity that I was suffering from because I was unsure and doubtful about whether I could do this at the time. Just to be completely honest, I really didn't like the interaction that I would have to have with other people regarding funds and them questioning why I would charge what I would charge, even though I've had years and over a decade worth of experience and proof. Receipts, baby. I got receipts (laughs) to show what I've done creatively and results that I have garnered over the years. So as I continued... Um, in this journey, probably around October, Um I was negotiating with my car company, I was giving them $100 a week, trying to catch up trying to like, pay this down, but they kept adding fees, right. So when December, if we fast forward to December, when December hit, I also had a um, mentoring, mentorship group called preach princess, it was widely successful, my lives on IG, were very poppin', large views. people contacted me about it, Um, I did a whole photo shoot for it and everything, but because of the amount of stress that was on my body and my mind, I kind of started to shut down and was unable to produce any content there or even help people in a certain way because, my God, today, I was just breaking down internally. Um, December 30th, they came and got my car <laughs> at 3 a.m., Oh, by the way, I have moved back in with my parents during the pandemic, which I hadn't lived with them for 14 years. Um, But like for me, that wasn't a point of shame. That was a point of like, this is the wisest decision to make it through this situation. And I've actually been having a great time with my parents. Um, in this time, and I, you know, I had been on my own since I was 19, 20 years old. So being back with them gave me a safe haven to kind of not have to worry about things. But having my car picked up at 3 a.m. from their house was probably one of the lowest moments that I had. And I'm like, I couldn't make it out of 2020 with my car, like my precious car that I took so care, so much care of. Like I couldn't do it on my own. And I spent New Year's in bed. Crying and very sad, <laughs> um it was not a it was not a good time for me. I felt very depleted, I felt like a failure of an entrepreneur. I felt like I don't even want to do this anymore. I'll just collect unemployment, and I will find a regular job. I'll just work at Trader Joe's. They're hiring people. <laughs> I know that probably sounds funny, but it's like, no, no, no I'll just be an essential worker. Um, and I really quit on myself. I gave up. I was frustrated. I was sad. Um, I just didn't know how to necessarily recover. And so let's get to the good parts. Okay, so I spent the first week of January just kind of down and then I just decided to like sit in the presence of the Lord, right? So I'm like, Jesus, you're going to give me a way out of no way. You are going to be away in this wilderness. I know you have, you are, and I know you have been. You've always showed up for me. And so then I started doing Outfit of the Days. Now, a lot of people will be like, well, how did that inspire you, Outfit of the Day? Like, that's just so very influencer. Um, and for me, it was pulling on a part of me that in my early 20s, I went to school for fashion design. I'm like, this is just fun. I need something fun. I need something original. I need something that I won't be pressured about. It's just going to be something that gives me joy. I'm going to create content from a pure place of just wanting to create. And so as I did that, people actually started to really love it, right? Like, okay, my engagement was up, there were my reach started to go way broader, way wider, right? Um, And God just started to give me more ideas about my brand, which on Instagram and everywhere is Bossy Behavior. So he's like, talk about the behaviors that instill you being a boss or becoming a boss. And that's what I've always done. I've, match my spirituality, which is Christianity with the business world for many, many years and soul care. So I started talking about that more and I got this opportunity to join um, a program. It's called Proven with Monica Stockhausen. It is also a 3K program, okay? It is worth every penny. One of my friends who went through it, she put in 3K and her launch was through. Uh, $37,549, I believe, um, from her first cohort launch, right? And so I'm like, I really want to do this program. I'm not really sure where I'm going to get to 3k. But I mean, she said you got payment plans. So I'm just going to have to work it. Now that statement within itself sparked a memory in me of, oh my gosh, like I had a book called the work challenge. Like, I need to go look at that. And then, followed by, I was in a clubhouse room of this really great other entrepreneur. Her name is um, Lisa Knox. She does Dream Doer Lisa on Instagram and it is um, dreamdoernation.com. And so she was doing clubhouse rooms. I was in the clubhouse room and she started talking about you could create your ebook cover and do, take pre orders and put the day that the book launches. And if you put the day that the book launches, then people will be inspired to purchase the book and kind of be waiting for it, right? And so she was waiting, you know, she was really inspiring me because I'm like, okay, I already got this book. So I've worked it. I've totally worked that. And I can, you know, put it out new. I can write a new copy of it because only two people bought it the first time around years ago, like five years ago. I can launch the program again, like it can be so much um going on for that that it'll be amazing. Then I started to talk to people around me kind of about things that I did again, right? Um so for those of you that haven't been following me for any extended period of time, I have had many different businesses on the internet and some of them were successful, but I stopped doing them because of my own insecurities or I just didn't feel like it or client issues. I just would be annoyed, right? I would just be like, ugh. Like, I hate dealing with graphic clients, even though I had an a la carte graphic design company, um, from a long time ago. And I, I didn't even like close that out properly. <laughs> Just to be honest, I just stopped doing it. I stopped taking clients because I was frustrated in that season. And so I realized in that season that my emotions were ruling how I was running my business and I only stayed in consultations. Um, But this week in particular, people just kept coming to me, kept coming to me um, about different things. So I'm going to break down now how I made the 1.1k, which is not including donations that I receive uh, because I usually typically do, uh, end up getting donations for my creating content, um, which I'm, I will break down probably in another cl- clubhouse room because I know that a lot of micro influencers don't talk about that, but it's a huge part of what I've always done. So the first thing, um, that I did was I had a house call, um, for hair. So if you're a stylist and you're listening to the podcast or you're watching on YouTube, even though we're in a pandemic, one-on-one and with the right sterilization and making sure that you are masked and gloved or whatever that looks like in your state is very much possible. I don't charge anything less than $100 for a house call, even on a haircut. Um, so that is something that's just proof positive that you need to do um, is set your price for your house call and then your services on top of that. That will really help you. I also sold um, one of the ladies that's in here. Shout out to Shakara. She's having a conference inside out. It's in May. I also sold 20 uh, copies of my book through her to her conference for her workshops. It's a part of the giveaway, but she um, ordered those. She wants to come up. So I'm going to let her um, hit the stage. Hey, hey, Shakara, what's up? Okay, cool. So um, after that, she's also one of my original clients from uh, Overlaid was the company. It, it it was a graphic design a la carte company for influencers and um, creatives, right? Basically, you can order different graphics for your company and I would design them for you make stories, different things like that, all surrounded around social media. Um, Then outside of that, for the pre-orders of the book, I also sold 25 more copies, right? And I've been posting about it every day. Um, So every day I've been getting a few orders here and there from different people on the internet. Then on top of that, I also um, did a graphic design package for a conference with edits and a logo, and that pretty much sums up how I got to the 1.1k, um, because of me just pushing and working it, working what I needed to have, um, out there, and continually posting. Now, when it comes to the donation part, because I do want to talk about that a little bit, I... Receive donations for the outfits that I wear or the content that I'm creating that helps people. So people donate in or they donate towards a cosmetic product that they want to see me review. If you want to see me try a face serum or a palette or whatever that may be. So in donation wise, I think it was three hundred and twenty five dollars um, between Cash App and PayPal with direct. People that were um, donating to me creating the content that they want to see, right? So that's always available. Here's the other thing that I feel like is important for me to say regarding this is that I have so many avenues that people were paying me in, but none of them being set up properly yet. I'm just going to be honest and real, okay? So my website doesn't have my blog up, my website doesn't have my donation links, my website doesn't have my consultations, and I don't even have the page where I do. Uh, graphic design set up or influencer packages set up fully, this was just for me being confident in my sales and actually creating the work that people wanted to see and what people wanted to give into, right? So this goal that I have this week is to set up more of those spaces because if people are calling for me when I'm not even presenting what I can do what's going to happen when I have the proper channel set up I think it's a huge thing when it comes to entrepreneurship is that we're always waiting for a place or a way or a kind of a series of events that look perfect right So photo shoot, website, products up, everything looking perfect, and then they'll come. What I learned this week is that even in the depths of me quitting on myself and just doing something that was fun, that pulled me up and me saying, okay, I'll give myself another chance. Like I will give myself another chance to actually be who God called me to be. I will give myself another chance in entrepreneurship. I won't let the loss of my car kill me. I won't let the loss of relationship kill me. I won't let the loss of my own confidence and self-esteem kill me to the point that I won't remember my identity in God. And so I think that for the work challenge, it is something that I wrote many years ago that ended up inspiring me, but I hope that it inspires you to get to work, like get up and get about your business and put in the time and energy that it takes to actually be prepared to do what you love anyways, right? For me, I didn't get into entrepreneurship to be miserable. I got into entrepreneurship because it's a calling for one, and secondly, so I could do what I love to do, right? I need to I needed to create a space for me to see it, to believe it, and I believed it before I could see it, even though I wanted it the backwards way. So the whole point of this room tonight and the podcast is for you to get to work and for me to share with you from week to week what you're getting, what I'm doing to get to work and what my results are. My reach has been because of my consistency and without consistency, then there's a very difficult Way of proving that you are actually producing what you say that you can produce. So I'm gonna um, stop talking for a second. I'm gonna let Shakara chime in, and anybody else that wants to come up, just raise your hand.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna try and do this with keep my eyes dry (laughs) (laughs) because so much you said today was just confirmation. I mean, it's just it's been amazing for me. um, Starting out 2000. 20 actually i moved from california to las vegas and it was definitely a god move um i was in i won't tell the whole story as far as like where i was but i was in anaheim at the time Mm and um i had to like basically i had to move i have five i have five kids my oldest is 10 my youngest is almost twenty months and in the past my dad had been really um he had been like really like flaky as far as helping me out. He like give me every excuse like why why he couldn't help. And so this time when I called him, it was um, a few days prior to that I was looking for well I had a job in Anaheim, but I was looking for a place to move to it in like in that area in the OC area. And the way I would need to I would need to have a car in order to get the kids to and from school to be at work for like an hour um, drive. And so originally I was calling him for a car because I had recently got busted the car well a few years ago I busted the car, um and the car got repossessed because of me needed to get a loan out on the car to be able to manage everything else with the kids. Yeah. So um all that happened and last well yeah, last January God told me to call my, my papa. My papa was ninety six ninety six years old He's been very healthy. He's very active. Like he was in Hawaii last September, and he has clean cars. And my dad also. They both of them have clean cars. And so I was like, well, you know, I have money saved. The I, comment I had money saved, and I was gonna come to Vegas. So I figured this would be a good place for me to move to. So it's gonna be cheaper. I can, the money I have saved will stress longer, and um, I can like get a car from them, you know, and be able like reset my whole life. So my intention was to move to Vegas and to be able to get the kids to school, daycare, and then get back to work. Well, everything happened. Father shut down, like we said, you know, came to Vegas and everything shut down. thing happened to me, yeah. and I came to the intention, I said, well, you know what? Even before the shutdown, so you know what? I'll go ahead and homeschool the kids for a few months, and that way they can start a charter, a charter school in the fall. Well, everything shut down to where I basically was forced to homeschool them. um, and in that whole time like my money that I had saved was going down and down and down and down and down to where my, now I might now have my storages to to take care of and they were taken. Um I applied for unemployment, I applied for the PUA, I applied for paid family leave as far as my daughter being less than a 10 year old. Nothing came through. Absolutely nothing came through. So a few weeks ago, actually in January, I think it was sixteenth, I was on a I was on an event, um, with I studied her name is um her name is Liz her name? Um
0: Brie Oh Brene. Thank you. So I and I had found her on
1: Instagram and so I happened that Liz was actually one of the speakers there. And so while we were there, Liz uh, she was prophesying and sharing. And I, I known her like she said from years ago. She did start off doing like my um, design for my logo and all that like years ago. And um I had not connected with her as far as like phone conversations. It's more like just likes posts whatever. I was like here and there. But we had not really, like, had any kind of, like, real connection. So when she prophesied for me, her pro- the prophecy was so simple and so precise at the same time mean, it was what I needed for that time. And she prophesied. She said, Shakara, it's time for you to relaunch. God's the time for you to relaunch your woman empowerment. She's like, wow. Like she's trying to figure out, you know, what it was called. And so I was actually writing a book. I was writing a book, and um, I was debating at that time about including the process or the journey throughout. It's called Believe. And um, either way, by her confirming that, that her publicizing that to me, it confirmed that I should add it in to the book as well as we launch. So either way, when I was obedient to God, I got a text message. I had applied for unemployment in California. I, I applied here in Nevada thinking because, because I was here during the pandemic that I would get it from here. But because I had worked a little bit in California, I should have applied there. So all this must have been waiting, waiting, waiting barely making like, literally getting, like, random child support checks in the mail, like, $30 checks to get diapers and all that Um, was just, like, well, I was, you know, I'm thankful and grateful that I was making away. But uh, when I relaunched, uh, wow, I got a text message from California saying that my case was approved. Wow. And I had waited, I'm telling you, I waited for months, all last year. I applied for California December 26th. So the, prof- the prophecy that Liz prophesied for me, it reignited me. and got me excited. Not only that, but Women of Wealth is really to remind women is what I'm trying to come together. To, it reminds women of their God-given uh, visions, ideas, businesses, and anything God has told them to do just reminds them that they can create wealth for their family and the future. And so that's another phone with Liz. I got on the phone with her, and I um, was talking about this event. I was relaunching, and I decided to relaunch it. And I was saying, I know you're so talented in so many areas. And before our conversation, I was praying, asking God, like, what area do I want to have her be a part of at this conference for Women of Wealth? And um, we're talking, and she's like, oh, I have this book that i wrote a while ago. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can definitely do that. And because I had got confirmation for my employment, I will be able to get the 20 bucks now. I'm still waiting on the back pay. But I'm so grateful that I had at least the money that I had to be able to sell uh, it to sow into her. I got to just put it on my heart to sell it to her, sell other business owners. about so, like, 10 different business owners, maybe 12 now. And they all have a product. They all have a service. Because I, I knew during this whole pandemic that there was entrepreneurs that were depressed. They were, um, you know, unencouraged. Like, even for me, like, I'm so used to doing live events that, with this whole pandemic being shut down, it's kind of like, it was a, definitely a pivot. But the greater thing was it was definitely a time to reflect. It was a time to get closer to God. It's a time to really press into what he asked us to do. And if you have the courage, if you have the confidence to do that, there's blessings on the other side of obedience. And so Liz is sharing her story tonight. I'm sharing my story. Like I just encourage everyone on here. Absolutely just if God's giving you, um I, was, I actually invite you on in this podcast called Don't Ignore the Nudge so if you give me a nudge just go for it trust him even with me writing out my book um, I was supposed to be getting money from somebody else they never paid me they told me they don't owe me anything it was over $600 and that was the money for me to get my books printed so I didn't expect to get anything for unemployment. I just like, oh, well, I'll wait and see what happens. And literally when I told them, I said, you know what? God sees all. God knows all. And he will make it to where I'm able to get what I need. But like, I just trust him. I'm not going to even worry about this anymore. The next day, I got a text message saying that like, your case has been approved. Your payments have already been set. Mm-hmm. And your card is being sent out. So thank you, Liz, for sharing tonight. I'm really excited for this event. And like she mentioned, yeah, she did the graphics for it. It's called Inside Out. It's really allowing for women to be able to heal from um, past hurts, past trauma, even as far as childhood um, and really be able to look as beautiful on the inside as they do on the outside. And it's going to be a variety of different speakers, different um, business owners that provide products. If you guys go to um, the link in my bio, I think it's on there, you can to get more information. The workshops are free um, and there will be a partnership with each business owner, where you're able to get both of our products for limits for uh, this kind of price, as well as if you choose to do the um, for May the uh, conference, you'll get the um, VIP box, which is including everyone's products. So check it out. You can uh, connect with me either on Instagram or Facebook, and we can talk more. But thank you guys for letting me come on and share my story, and just um, hopefully, it, it hopefully it encourages you just to step out of faith and just trust God through it all.
0: Yes, Shikara, oh my gosh! Thank you for sharing. I didn't know that like so see see how God will set you up with the right connections, and you just have to be able to show up to be honest, if you're listening on the podcast or if you're watching on YouTube, I struggled um to communicate my worth to Shikara, right, and God kept telling me she's ready. I already spoke to her. You can do it, just say what it is, right, and I think that. For me, as confident as I may come off sometimes and as go-getter as it, I can be, I had to believe that what God said about me was for me and that if I put the work with the faith, right, because faith without works is dead, then I could actually be in position to receive all God had for me, but actually be in a joyful and happy and experience with him doing the things that I love that actually pulls out other things in the people around me, right? And so if you're looking to start your business, if you're looking to get back on your feet for your business, if you're looking to try again, I just want to encourage you even now to look at it from the place of hope and not the place of despair. Despair often comes after entrepreneurs and convinces you that nothing is possible, but in actuality, everything is possible and anything is possible with God. He takes the barren and gives them life to birth out of them. He's taken dry places and filled it up, So that those that are hungry and thirsty can eat and drink. He is the provider of all providers. And sometimes as a Christian entrepreneur, there are gaps with us in believing that this thing is actually going to happen. And so you've heard two stories tonight on how God has came through and provided with the partnership of the individual being willing to be obedient obedience to what God is telling you to do in entrepreneurship is always going to be the defining factor that separates you from others in the pack because what you're willing to lay down and your own self sacrifice, what you're willing to give when you when most people would say don't give, right? In both of our stories, there are moments where people would have said, Don't invest in yourself. Why would you sign up for a three K program? Why would you spend money on outfits? Why would you take donations for things like that? Just focus on saving and getting a new car. Just focus on being able to prove to people that you're a successful adult adult. Just focus on proving to people that you you can have your own place to live. No, God gave me specific designed, preordained plans that he set up for this time in specifics. So for me, I had to follow the pieces of the puzzle that he was putting together and be willing to deny myself and my flesh of what I wanted to do versus what God wants to do for me and through me. So being an entrepreneur that has a faith-based Belief system in Jesus means that even though things may not logically make sense on the outside, you have to submit to the combination of what natural knowledge he's given you, but allowing that natural knowledge to turn into supernatural effects in your life by being willing to follow his plan and do what he's called you to do no matter what that may look like at the time so I do want to open it up for people to come onto the stage if you'd like to raise your hand you can raise your hand ask a question you can tell you know ask us for advice or whatever if you want to contribute to the conversation I do want to remind you that this is recording for my podcast and my youtube channel though so um that is something that you know just be aware of (laughs) I'll give you guys a second to do that if you would like to.
1: I'll say one more thing um, so i didn't I didn't uh, finish the statement as far as when I moved to Vegas, so when I call my dad as far as asking for help. He said, Oh no, well, my papa passed away in January uh, of last year, so I moved here. And it was unexpected because I didn't feel pretty sick. I felt really bad for not calling when I got to to But either way, that was confirmation as to where I needed to move next. And when I, um, my dad, when I, I talked to him, he said, You guys can come to papa's house, you know, he paid it off 28 years ago. And so, and there's a card for you also. There's a band but um, you just paid off, so you guys can come here. So I've literally been able to be in transition, but literally God made provision for me. He's definitely been faithful. And the one song that I've been like singing throughout this whole time is that, um, he, you know, he always provides. So that is another thing: just to be obedient and distrust him.
0: Awesome, that's great. Yes, he always provides. Okay, Shaw, you at first.
1: Um, I just wanna first of all say that I like these both both of these stories um are just really um inspiring and um you know I was really going through um, a whole moment like this week thinking about um, you know, do I really want to go and try again to do entrepreneurship I'm a mom of three and due to my situation I'm unable to just um, work conventionally so going to a nine-to-five is just not realistic for me because I'm a sole caregiver for my child my children Uh, so you know I felt like Holy Spirit was really pushing me um, to push into entrepreneurship and to go and do the ideas that You know, he's giving me and to trust him again because I have, I actually do have a business and I started it in 2016 right after I had my firstborn and it didn't work out. Not the way I expected, right? And I remember at the time, I felt like the Lord was just saying to me, like, it was a good start, but that wasn't exactly what he wanted me to do. Um, hit, but then I did learn a lot of things business-wise because I went to school. I got certifications set for that business at the time, so there's things that I learned that I can use now, um, but still, I felt like it was such a public failure that I didn't want to move out again, so as I'm listening to you to doing what you have to do, um, and that you, what you love to do, you know, I'm just saying, like, how inspiring it is and how encouraged um, I feel to get up and try again you know, and, um, you know, even Shakara, um, you're a mom of five, I have three, you know, I'm like, how do you manage, Have you have them at home, you are now doing this whole huge conference, like, how do you navigate with having your children, being a mom, um, and then still um, being successful in what you're doing, because to me, you're very successful, like, um, you know, God came through for you. And, you know, you still, with courage, just push into what God is telling you to do, even though you know you still have mouth to feed, um, uh, mouth to feet. So, like, how do you overcome that feeling? And, I mean, Liz can comment this, too, like, because not having a car, not knowing how you're going to eat, like, how do you push past that yeah, so, so, definitely um, step in the faith. And, actually, in my book, Believe, um, I do talk about, and in the conference and in the workshop, we're talking about emotions Um, from the movie Inside Out. Every character in the movie is an emotion. And in this whole pandemic, especially, you know, I know I've experienced um, different emotions and the different emotions as well as fruits of that emotion if that makes sense. So, like, anxiety, um, depression, I've been able to overcome, and I've overcome it several times. I'm very aware of it. So when it comes in, like, it doesn't last long. I'm like, oh, let's get up, let's go for a walk. As, you know, I, I keep the kids busy so that keeps me going, um, as well as just finding something positive to listen to, to you know, hear. But as far as keeping myself in purpose and maintaining the kids at the same time, I include them in what I'm doing, so um, they're like excited. They're so excited about me relaunching as far as my business as well as, as well as theirs. So the next phase of the um, of the of Wow, which is Women of Wealth, is Wow Kids. And so it allows kids, because in doing the different events, I've seen over and over again, women say, oh my God, I've had this idea since I was a kid. And I thought, how powerful would it be to be able to transform not only my life, but my kids' life and the lives that are attached to us, that God has called us to, their families and their different generations, allowing kids to actually have that platform to be able to live out the gifts, the talents, and the businesses that he's given us. And we've done different events from um, the Wild Kids Holiday event where kids literally everything from vending to videography. And it's amazing to see even their transformation and now having their own business. So um, I think the biggest thing is keeping your why in front of you and also just trusting God and having the faith. Like even with every connection, I have 13 different panelists and most of them I had never met. Some of them are just brand new in the last few weeks of just going to different um virtual events and the funny thing was i was like years ago years ago i division for a while i wanted to be able to travel i wanted to be able to impact um globally i wanted to be able to literally reciprocate myself as a leader and have other leaders in different states and actually have like a chapter kind of like the chamber of commerce and throughout this whole pandemic it's amazing because I've been connecting with people from the east coast, west coast and every other coast and it's no thing, it's nothing different even with this conference we have different um, panelists that are from like the east coast and so it's amazing that like I said when God gives you a vision he makes provision it may not be how you expect it to be it may not be how you saw it to be but literally just trust him and he will make a way every single time Thank
0: you so much. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah, I think also it's like, it's not that you don't have moments where you're like, whoa, like, is this going to work? Or what am I doing? Why can't I just go lean into this one position? And some people's position, like, for instance, I'm a single female right i could technically go get an essential job will that help me recover would that help me be able to and i wish i could recover my car but they sold it already (laughs) um you know like would that help me actually move forward and be blessed and favored in walking in what i'm called and purpose to do no it wouldn't and so sometimes we think the cop-outs are the easier ways are going to work but they also keep us bound to poverty they keep us bound to places and spaces that aren't for us. Now, if you're called to work a part-time job and your entrepreneurial vision, then that's something different. Hold on just a sec. (coughs) Sorry, I had to cough real quick. Um, Now that's something different Um, and it's something that God can direct you to do. That has happened in my past. I was a substitute and I was working my entrepreneurial ideas. Right. But if it's the time for you to push into it or in your situation, Shar, um, where like you have three kids and it's just you, that then that's the way that God is making out of no way. Right. And we have a hard time of accepting that because it means that we have to choose to believe, to trust God with his vision, with his plan, where he's taking us and that it's not in our control. A lot of times when it even comes to entrepreneurs, we have this sense of if we're doing everything that we can, that we're controlling it. We're still not in control. There's no control that can happen that will actually benefit you uh, to be and produce greater in a greater way than you actually submitting yourself to Jesus. And when you submit yourself to Jesus, then the plans that he creates and the innovation that you get will come alive because it's no longer on you. The pressure is not there for you. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, so good.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: No problem. Okay, so we're gonna shift over to Latasha. Latasha, tell me what you're talking about.
1: Hey, like, <clears throat> um, I think that this was a good topic for tonight. Um, just especially, but you know, just the area of, you know, entrepreneurship. But my question is like, how do you, like, how do you keep going when you feel like you've just been hit down so many times? Like, and I think that you can like relate to this and just like, okay, you like, okay, you tried it, you did it and it don't work. And you're like, okay, I did this i did that and it's still not working and it's just like it comes to a point where you're just like i'm about to give it all up like how you say that you know this is for me but it's not working or you know i feel like i'm getting defeated and i can't see the end of it like i can't get to the promised land if it makes sense and it's just like you just keep trying and it's like it's not working
0: yeah, so I think it's a, a mindset shift. Um, I think that for a lot of the years that I thought, okay, this is going to work, this is going to work, this is going to work, right? I had a microwave mindset. And so I was thinking of what it could instantly produce to me for me. But also it was a way of looking at it in the sense of, Like, I'm desperate for this money. I need this money. But I also need to prove to other people around me that this is what God said or that this is this thing is going to work for me. What I have learned over the last 15 years is that it's more of a marathon and it's more of like a slow cooking, oven baked, delicious, you know, beef roast that you put in with vegetables and potatoes and that flavor gets to soak in and you really have to wait those hours for it to tenderize. But in those hours of a tenderizing, what work is happening with that meat? And so a lot of the years that I was producing content was practice for me. It was getting me used to business practices, me setting up proper accounts and knowing how to function with clientele. And just building these principles in my character and integrity that I honestly didn't have at some points along the journey, which didn't mean that I didn't need to start and didn't mean that it wasn't for me. It just meant that my stewardship had to grow so that I could grow so that God could know that he could trust me with certain level of money even, right? So our, was I going to be faithful in my giving? Was I going to be faithful in the way that he called me to steward people's lives because I'm impacting lives? I'm not... It's not not just about me. And so for me, that's always a really good thing that turns me around. As I said, like December 30th, my car was repossessed. I was depressed. I was sad. I lost all my hair. I was disappointed in relationships. And I felt like I had failed at a major place again. And I literally just had to submit myself to God and say I don't know what I'm doing then. I don't know. I had to be honest with him about my feelings. Should I be doing this? What and as I processed those out with him, then I was able to see that this wasn't a failure, that that he was going to use this for his glory and that there were mistakes that I had made, right? I think one of the mistakes I didn't talk about was that like I filed my taxes um, and the company I went with, um, they had some difficulty. So still to this day, I didn't get my taxes back. I was depending on that money. But part of my dependence on that money in that time was that I wasn't fully working what God was telling me to do. I was doing a bare minimum or I was doing partial things that I felt were going to bring in the money, but they actually weren't producing what I thought because I wasn't actually being obedient to him. So sometimes healthy evaluation of where we're at and what we're doing, even though we may like it, does your audience like it? Does your clientele need it? How are you stewarding what he's given you? And so for me, that keeps me going to the point where I'm like, okay, every week I have wins and adjustments and I can see where my pride may have risen up and I need to kill that part of my flesh and admit that I'll take my own responsibility but if I'm doing it exactly as God said, and I'm pushing into the place of where he told me to be, then I'm not going to come off of it and and feel regret or remorse or anger even because Jesus told me to do it. So if he's leading me down this path, then I'm able to be in alignment with him. And I'm able to say that I did everything I could to partner with what heaven was saying about me. Is that helpful, Latasha? Yes, it
1: was. It was very helpful. <clears throat> Thank
0: you. Awesome. Thanks for coming up to the stage. It's good to talk to you. You too. All right, Dev. What's you got going on?
1: Um. Hey, everyone. Um. Yeah. I just want to. Uh, I guess just say that this is really great conversation. I really need to hear it. Um. What made me actually come up was when you said the word essential worker. <laughs> um, because I have recently been working in an essential position, like in a healthcare field, um, after I left my last job, because my last job was part-time, um, and I do believe God had given me that part-time position, because I was supposed to be working on my business, um. And when the pandemic came, it was a really great opportunity for me to start back. And so I kind of got that fire in my butt that I needed to really – my career used to start flowing where I had felt like I was just at this block and I had nothing before, like, everything just started coming back to me. But also, too, like, a lot of different things happened to me where I was in the place where I needed full-time employment. So I got this job um, – out of the need or the necessity um, for that, like, I guess for this very minimal season (laughs) and I just lost my job like maybe like a couple of days ago Um, and I knew it was coming, I kind of knew it was coming, like I felt the transition and the shift happening but like, I don't know what other way there was to prepare for it, honestly. And so now I'm in this place, I'm just like, uh, do I look for another job? Or, like, am I just supposed to be going full throttle with entrepreneurship? So this conversation is really helpful for me because I am in that place right now. I'm trying to, like, zhuzh up my faith to be like, okay, God, what the heck are you saying? Because I'm <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I'm just happy I, um, came in, thanks for peeing me in, and, um, thanks for everyone, everyone for being so transparent with their stories, um, because I feel like I can, well, of course I connect with Lizzie all the time, but, um, it's nice to hear, you know, other people, like Shara and Shakira, um, too, because, you know, she's talking about the unemployment and all that, and, like, those are all things that I'm, like, battling within my mind right now, and, like, going back and forth with, so, Yeah, it's just good to connect and to hear and to get insight.
0: Wow. Yeah, Dev. So I'm going to say to you that I hear you. I see where you're at and what has happened amongst the pandemic. But I also see the gifts and the talents that you have, right? And my thing is, is that while people are usually looking for a job, they're not working anything else too much or bare minimum, because they're so focused on the panic of searching for another job. What do you have in your hand right now that you could produce that will bring money in, even if God told you to go the route of having a part-time job, or maybe three times a week, you're doing something that is going to bring in a base for you to support what you're investing in, in your entrepreneurial vision, right? I think that Like Devin, there's so many of you that are so talented and you just won't give yourself the fighting chance. And sometimes that looks like being more disciplined than you've been before. Sometimes that looks like being more accountable than you've been before. And sometimes that means you actually stepping out and going for it, right? And there are opportunities that arise, right? There's a way that you can plan to come off your job. But like my story and Shakara's story, especially in the pandemic, It wasn't an option for me. I had to figure out a way to make whatever was going to happen a possibility or reality based on what God was speaking to me at the time. So I'm just going to ask you, Devin, to show up. Show up for yourself. Show up for the tribe that you're called to online. Show up for the people that are waiting for the solutions that you carry on the inside of you. Like, really, truly, actually show up. And that's really what the work challenge is about. So I will be having a challenge starting the 5th of March. If you guys haven't gotten your pre-order of your copy, the work challenge, go ahead and head to bossybehavior.shop and you will receive the copy on May 5th via email. So excited about it. But also there will be a group on Facebook and there will be a challenge that will definitely drive you into being intentional in your business. And not letting any money slip through the cracks. Now, I'm going to give Devin uh, time to talk again. But I really feel like we should all support her, not only in prayer, but in as a tribe, showing up for the people around us to remind her of how amazing she is. And what she offers to the world could actually produce a regular salary for her.
1: uh, Lizzie told me something, she gonna open it back up for me to speak, I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't necessarily have anything else to say, but, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't
0: have anything to say. It's okay, I know, it can be overwhelming sometimes, That huh? Shara, you wanna chime in? Yeah, I
1: was gonna say, Devin, when you were doing your meditation rooms, remember, um, one week, it was just me and you one time, but, um, First of all, you have the voice for it, right? Um, Remember we talked about that, like you have that soothing voice, right? But it's also something that you're just, you've taken the time to learn and begin to develop a mastery in. And I think that people would pay because in a pandemic, um, I think people would pay for that service because in a pandemic, when everyone's all stressed out, anxiety filled, right? You Have found a way to include biblical principles into meditation, and I think a lot of people, especially even here on Clubhouse, entrepreneurs need those moments to de stress to affirm themselves with all the anxiety that we feel trying to pursue what God is telling us or the things that come up with us and our emotions. Um, you even that aspect that I'm aware of, I'm like, I think is a very powerful tool that is unique to you, and so yeah, um, you can find a way or a platform to put that on where people log on and or they get a digital product pre-recorded right where they can just have your meditations. you can have a, a certain amount there's different ways of doing it but I'm like even in that I see that you have something to offer thank you um yeah I appreciate that and I, that's something too when Lizzie was talking I was thinking I think it was another room that she was in that she was talking about what can you do with what you have right now um and I know like I know I've been well first of all God told me this (laughs) to do this a while ago but I think I was thinking like I always be, like, having this perfectionist mindset or whatever, but um, I'm like, I need someone to be playing music in the background, and I want someone playing live for me. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm laughing at myself.
0: (laughs) No, it's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was like, God
1: told me that he wanted me to record meditations. Like, he told me this at the beginning of the pandemic, before I even started doing my – because I was doing, like, this segment called Dance with Dev and I was doing, like, this speech meditation thing. And even before that, guy had told me, like, that I was going to, like, put, like, meditations and things like that on, like, iTunes, you know, things like that. But I'm, like, I need it to be, tight, you know, like, I'm, like, extra. But so now, as I'm hearing, like, you say it, Char, and, like, a couple of people have told me within the last couple of weeks, I'm, like, I just need to record... And it, and, I, and like you said, it's, it comes so easy to me. Like, I literally could do, like, maybe, like, 15 different topics in, like, one day. Like, I could probably sit down for, like, eight hours and just, like, chop it all out, you know? Like, no problem. I just have to do it, like Lizzie said. Like, just be accountable and just, like, do it. So, and not be concerned about all that frilly stuff. So, thank you for that.
0: Yeah, go ahead, Natasha.
1: Oh um, no. Um I was about to say, um, I don't know you but as soon as you were talking, I was like, you need to put it on like Apple because, like and then a lot of people like it's going through especially during this pandemic is going through depression and anxiety and it's going through all different type of Mental health, you know, issues, and you know the things that you're offering is what people need right now. And then I don't know. I heard like TikTok. I don't know if you're on there, but I feel like that's a platform that you should use also to you know promote your sound and you know, and that would be a stream of income for you. That's all. Minute meditation, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's your stream of income. Thank you. Facts,
0: I, I, facts.
1: I, no, I've been, I have at least been consistent with that. Like, I've been on TikTok. I've been trying to post, like, at least, like, once a day for February just to kind of build my consistency. And then, like, yeah. So, thank you so much for your confirming, Natasha, what I've been hearing. Like, I've been seeing, like, since I have been consistent on TikTok, um, and reels, like, posting, like, engagement's been, you know, going up, and so that's what I've, like, been looking for, for, like, to actually have people to, like, you gotta, you're gonna create content, like, you gotta have people that, like, engaging you. it, so, um, thank
0: you. Awesome, and this is what this is all about, so, if you're listening on the podcast, or you're watching on YouTube. I will be doing these weekly check-in episodes, and you know you can be featured if you come into the clubhouse room. We're going to be getting to work with Lizzie P. All right, guys, so if there's anything else that you want.